Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hello, how are you? Oh God, looking really well. And yes, that is the sound of me filling my dishwasher as I speak to you, because I'm an absolute idiot and I just, I don't know why I did that. I'm going to walk away from the dishwasher. That wasn't a cool way to start a podcast. Um, but honestly, good to see you again. And thank you for coming back to the plate spinning that goes on around here. And no doubt in your lives too. And how have you been? How is life? How's everything been treating you in the last... Oh, what's it been? Five weeks, I think, since the last episode came out. Uh, the last episode finished with, uh, this is our series finished with Dr. Catherine Green of uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine, who actually I had COVID while I was talking to her. And I did say to her, thank you so much. You've made me not, not so sick. I can't speak to you. So that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, bloody hell, that's a doorbell. <sighs> this was a silly idea. This is going to be all my children, isn't it? I don't know why I did this at half past four. This is a silly idea. Oh, hi there. Thank you. No, not my kids. Amazon. And not even for me, for Richard. I think there needs to be a word, of like a way of descri- a describing word for when you accept a package and then realise it's not for you, it's for someone else. That sort of package disappointment. Anyway, so... This series, I'm actually, I don't know if you can pick up, I'm feeling a little bit smug because I've already recorded loads, which is a lovely feeling because sometimes I'm chasing my tail a little bit. But no, I've got at least, I've got over half the series already recorded with some amazing guests. Again, very, very diverse. Everything from um, 
an Indian sex coach to an Australian comedian. Yes. And we're starting off the series with somebody that I really enjoyed talking to. And full disclosure, I did not know the thing that she's most well-known for. So I spoke to Binky Falstead. And Binky is... Um, she's what became a household name through being in Made in Chelsea for, I think she said, eight years. And I didn't actually watch Made in Chelsea, but I didn't. I was aware of her name. And as I said to her, it's a lovely lyrical name. And I was introduced to her through her new project. So she's launched something called Bloss Life, which is, as she describes it, a sort of yellow pages for parenting. Lots of advice and expert advice and sort of trusted um, sounding boards for all sorts of issues you might have with your child raising and advice you might need and uh, access to, yeah, experts who can tell you everything from sort of sleep training to getting pregnant to probably... Well, actually everything. It's all the way up to 18. So, yeah, uh, children of 18, that is. And, yeah, we sp- spoke about that and also about, <clears throat> excuse me for my croaky voice, about sort of discovering your and confirming your potential in your 30s because I think Binky felt for a long time that maybe she didn't really know exactly what her potential was and that, I don't know, I suppose through Made in Chelsea she felt a little bit undersold maybe but also didn't think she was particularly academic or capable of doing much and now finds herself a businesswoman in her 30s and I think that kind of thing's really cool and actually I did think maybe a lot of us feel that way where you kind of come out of school and have a very set idea about your limitations in terms of where your strengths and weaknesses are and part of getting older and a lot sort of probably during my 30s actually was realizing the joy of discovering I can do new things and you're going to think this is a bit ridiculous but doing Strictly was a bit part of that because I did Strictly come dancing when I was 34 and it was the first time since school, really, I'd actually properly learned a new skill. And okay, yes, that skill was uh, Paso Dobles and Viennese waltzes. But hey, it's still something new that I couldn't do before. And I thought, wow, maybe I kind of underestimate my ability to actually apply myself and do new things. I'm probably telling you what you already know. I mean, one of my best friends is just qualified as a therapist, you know, in her 40s, which what she wasn't doing before. But still, I think, you know, it's interesting when women have that realisation about themselves. Anyway, characteristic waffling on. You don't need that from me. Let's get on with the chat and I will see you on the other side. And you know what I'm going to say? Yep, kettle, white with one. See you in a bit. So I'm trying to think where we start. Um, we are here at, well, you know what? I'm going to start by saying you've had a really busy year. Yes. Like crazy busy. Yes. And the year's not done yet. No. <laughs> so we've had, I'm trying to do them in the right order. Sure. Baby marriage business. Uh Baby business marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got it. Almost got it. So the, the business really stemmed from baby number mm-hmm. two. My uh, co-founder, Steph, also was pregnant at the same time. And we have had very different experiences with our kids. She's mm. got three and I've obviously got two. And I mean, Steph had to go through IVF for her first. I didn't have that. But we've all, you know, every child is so different. And that's what mm. we were talking about. And we couldn't find anywhere that you could basically, like like Bloss is now, it's like a yellow pages for um 
credible experts from trying to conceive through to your kids are, I mean, 18 leaving the house or, you know, starting school. Mm. So we, we basically wanted to be that one resource, trustworthy resource that everyone could come to. No, which is brilliant. I should point out as well, Steph is it's Steph not is with too us. far with her. Yeah. yeah, she's just currently, she's, she's she's currently just, trying uh, to soothe. Soothe Wolfie. <laughs> Three-month-old yes. Wolfie? Three-month-old Wolfie. He Aww. should be sleeping now, but I'm thinking he's, he's testing us a little bit. He's pushing us through. But he did sleep from 7pm uh, to 7am, so I'm very happy with him this morning. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed with him too, and I, I want him to immediately have a world with my 2 year <laughs> Like He was not asleep until about half 10 oh, last night. Goodness. <laughs> goodness. Well, I've got India. I think I deserve it after India. She was a bit of a tricky sleeper. So what was actually going on in your life when you had your first baby? So She's four I, now, right? She's four. India's four. Um, I was on Maiden Chelsea and um, basically decided to leave the show when I was about to pop. So I did my last scene, which was my baby shower. And um, I just felt it was kind of, I was kind of done with me and Chelsea anyway. It was lots, I mean, I was on there since I was 20, 19, 20. So a good eight years. And I'd grown out of it. I'd grown out of the, no, the bitching and the kind of everything that else happened. It gave me anxiety towards the end. I just felt like, I, you know, I'm having a baby. It's time for me to grow up now. And I, I very happily left. Um, and then, you know, as we all know, kind of the mummy community is so humongous. And I learned a lot of, you know, I made lots of friends through um, that and sorry Hello, you're going to hear don't apologise you're going to hear nice. a little bit it's nice. um, and actually I think out of all the interviews I've done for the podcast this is the first time there's been a baby in oh, the room oh really like, yeah but so it's really nice oh, good. I've been waiting well, he'll be chatting, to meet I'm a sure. bubba he'll definitely be chatting I'm sure a lot <laughs> I'm happy with that hopefully just not screaming <laughs> um, but yeah Steph and I um, we became really close because our our four year olds were like literally a few weeks apart and we had this little wild mummy group that we started up and do you know what? I've never been happier. I feel like, yes, I had my fun growing up, did all partying and et cetera. But I feel now so content with my life more than ever. And I'm just mm. with my friendship group, my my little routine. Obviously, I've married someone incredible who has been the most incredible stepfather to India. I mean, you would never know that. I mean, he's known her for over half her life. He met her when she was one. Um, and I'm just really content and happy now. And I think that is, you know, partly to do with, having such an amazing mummy crowd and around me and so how did you find that mummy crowd because when you had your first baby yes. did you have many friends that were having babies no i was the first of my friendship group yeah, i um, think that's in your late 20s right yeah i was big... i was 27 26 when i got pregnant and i literally had no one to speak to um it was quite daunting obviously i was watching all my friends going out and mm. wearing crop tops and little skirts and i just felt <laughs> oh my god and it was the middle of like, it was june so it's so hot and I just felt so gross, didn't have my identity, didn't know who I was. And no one really understood, obviously, because they couldn't. They hadn't, they hadn't had any kids. Mm. And that's when I'd met kind of the older, slightly older crowd, like so Steph and our other wild mummy groups, who all came, became friends on WhatsApp. And so how did you meet them then? Were you just so I knew, school? Or, no, so, sweet, no, it wouldn't have been then. Yeah, so there's, a, uh, there's one of the girls who is a mutual friend of all of us and she set up the WhatsApp group mm. and then... Um, we all kind of started going out and it wasn't really mummy chat. It was lots of kind of just silly. <laughs> it was more having a few drinks and, you know, complaining about our, you know, partners or God yeah. knows what. And just, it was just fun. It wasn't like... I needed that for yeah. him, actually. It wasn't... We were, we're not too... Um, we were laughed that we're not too kind of mumsy-mumsy in our, in our group. We're kind of just more 
having a bit of fun, wanted to have fun and actually yeah. kind of let off some steam eventually. Well, it's, it's friendship, isn't it? Exactly. Because actually someone said that to me when I had my first. They were like, the people you actually end up spending most time with, yes, you have in common that you've got kids. Yeah. But actually you need more on top yeah. than just the fact you've got kids. Exactly. You know, that's, there's more, there's that, more that chat runs out pretty quickly, oh to be honest. does it not, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're all complaining. Has anyone else been awake since 3 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the casual stuff, yeah. you know, but actually the friendship and yeah. the Yeah, and it's, we actually enjoyed stuff. going out together and mm. it was just a really lovely group. Yeah, well, I, I really identify as well with what you're saying about feeling really on the outside of things when you're pregnant because I had a similar thing. Um, first. Yes, yeah. with my first, and I didn't have any girlfriends that are having babies, and I just felt I felt like I'd sort of fallen off the outside of something a little bit. Mm. And my girlfriends were still continuing on the same trajectory, mm. um, and so you know, if we'd meet for dinner and they would be like, I don't know, half an hour late, I'd be sitting there thinking, I could have read the second, you know, another bedtime story if I'd yeah. known I had an extra half hour at home. But yeah. obviously, no one else is really yeah. thinking about that. And also, pregnancy clothes, I just didn't know what the hell to do with no, all that no and I really wore some really odd things I didn't I just I gave up I completely gave up I mean annoyingly I was being filmed for the last bit of my pregnancy and the early postpartum and I just, just I mean I look like I've just come through a hedge backwards and I just didn't care I didn't care there's a camera in my face I didn't care I was just like I'm just so tired just everyone leave the house now get these cameras away from me I don't want to see another camera for ages and I mean it's it's very apparent on the show um, but of course I had that and I also had you know I lost a lot of friends as well mm. I remember there was one um, it was a friend of mine's birthday and we were on a whatsapp group and it was late in the, it was like you know coming up to the time I should be getting ready and going out and I just remember being in the garden India had just had gone down I was exhausted and I saw these messages going back and forth saying so girls get your highest heels ready get your tightest dresses on um, I've got the selfie mirror the selfie light ready and we're good and I literally looked at my phone and I was just like I'm not going I can't go I'm just there's no way I want to get my tightest dress on I'll get my highest heels on. I can't even wear heels anymore and I don't have any dresses that fit I just messaged her saying that I'm really sorry and I'm not going to be able to make it tonight and she lost it with me and we really? had, didn't speak for about two years and only recently has she come to me and said I'm really sorry I didn't realise what you were going through um, wow yeah so that kind of happened a lot as well and I just but to be honest I was happy with that mm. I don't think I think my real friends stuck and then I made a bunch of really brilliant new ones so it didn't really bother me in the end but it's, yeah. it's, it's quite as you know it's quite an isolating time isn't it if definitely. You're, you're the first I definitely felt that and I was thinking when you're talking that actually it's interesting because we can talk a lot about when you know when you have your second yes. and how the first child deals with that rivalry but actually maybe sometimes friends can have that too when mm your life is going in a different direction yeah. and they're thinking scary don't leave, for them yeah yeah don't leave me behind you yeah. know or should I be doing that yeah you know, there's a lot of questions about your own life and these things are always more about the person who gets you know annoyed about it rather than whatever you're doing absolutely you're in your own in your own space really yeah yeah and I think I think yeah it can be really isolating and I think it's interesting that friendships don't always move with that change mm. and it sounds great that you met this new group yeah. on whatsapp so that you still had a place to kind of yeah. talk about the things that all you're all going through and the funny the funny thing is now that all my friends are now having babies and, and they're, so coming, now to they're coming to me yes. for advice and um which is brilliant of course i'm more than happy to but it, it's funny you know, how they're like oh my god i can't believe this was you back then you know yeah. having your first and yeah 
Well, now you can be like, not only have I got some experience, but I've actually set you up an actual yellow pages yeah, to exactly. answer all your needs. This is it. This is it. I just sent everyone to Bloss now. Yeah. <laughs> Most generous friend ever. Yeah. And I suppose I was thinking as well, because it must be very different having a baby when you know that you're going to be getting married to the father of your baby very yeah. soon. It's like yeah. a, a big sort of happily ever after and a new beginning all at once. Yeah. And do you look back and feel, can you see the sort of comparisons with that with your first as well? Yeah, I mean, I never really talk about um, that, really, only because for India's sake. Of course, but that makes sense. I am so um, with Max. I knew immediately. I think we both knew pretty quickly. I mean, it, we, we we've taken two years. I mean, we've, it's coming up to our third and third year anniversary, so we haven't. We didn't. It wasn't particularly long, but we knew when mm. we knew we knew. And I think having a little one and a half year old in the mix sped things up an awful lot. Yeah, it, it, it was gonna, you know, it was either gonna make or break. Do you know what I mean? It's he had to accept her, and if he didn't, then that was never gonna work. And the fact he took her in absolutely sees her like his own. It's just, I mean, I'm so lucky. I never thought I was. Do you know? What? I never thought it, a, it would happen that quickly because I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was really content and happy for the first time. I felt myself for the first time, my, my friend, it was my friend's 30th at Soho Farmhouse. She'd had a big party on the Saturday and he was there at a separate friend's 30th. And they had the big party on the Saturday. I remember she said, right, come on Sunday morning, get in the car. And so I arranged childcare for India, which I, never, I hadn't really left him much before that point. And I said to mummy in the car, do you know what? I'm just not going to go. I can't be bothered. I'm so tired. Like, what's the point going to on a Sunday? You know, she's like, please just go, you, you know, you'll, you never know who you're going to meet. And he just, you could have some fun, have a few picantes and have some fun. I was like, okay, fine. So I did, got in the car, drove there, had a lovely lunch and then order, ordering my 10th picante at the bar in the evening. And this man comes up, comes up to me and says, hi, so who are you? What do you do? And I literally just said, I'm a mum expecting him to run away that's the first thing I said and he was like okay cool and and then we got chatting and chatting and it, that was it literally I think I actually ignored him for a month after because he asked for my number and I ignored him I thought I just don't want to have anything I, I'm not interested I can't I can't think about this now and then I went to my mum's house in the country and we sat down having a bottle of red wine by the fire and she she said so tell me about this boy you met you know you've mentioned him a couple of times and I, and I said, oh, I can't see his Instagram because he's private. But then she said, oh, let me have a look. And, said, you know. and I looked and it was some bizarre reason he'd taken it off private so I could see all his photos. And, learn, and I know it's so silly saying that, but you do get a lot. No, from, it's really helpful. And I saw a video, <laughs> really helpful. I can't really remember. And then um, I saw this video of him singing um, Bob Marley's song with his dad in the car. And I just looked at that video. I was like, oh my God, he's really sweet. His dad and him singing like Bob Marley's song, you know, everything's going to be all right. And I just thought, I showed mummy. She's like, oh my God, he's gorgeous. Please reply to his message. So that day I said, okay, cool. Let's go for a drink. Wow. And that was that. And so happily, happy since. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. And I would say as well as someone who ended up having a stepdad in my life from when I was about six. Did you? That it's a really, it can be a really, really special thing. Yeah. And I would definitely credit my stepdad as being someone who raised me. So, yeah, yeah I think that's really wonderful. And also, I love Bacantes. Just oh, my way. God. <laughs> they're like a really delicious oh, cocktail. Oh, the best. So for those uninitiated, they're basically like a <laughs> margarita. margarita. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a bit of uh, that syrup, sweet syrup. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. Very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> they make you feel really good as well. They don't make you good. I don't think they make me too hungover. No. Um, Tequila base, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Yes. Do, I don't you, know. Oh, do you get the I've never. Well, no, I don't actually, but I don't think I've really pushed it more than maybe oh. like two. Oh. Your tenth is pretty <laughs> 
I take your word for Listen, it. Listen, I was, I was, it was my first night out. <laughs> Another picture, please. Thank you. Um, yeah. But I was thinking as well when you said, when you said, you know, hello, and you said, I'm, I'm a mum. Yeah. Um, because obviously up until that point with, I mean, it sounds like the end of Made in Chelsea was really signifying so, so much. I mean, what did you think you were, did you have ideas about what you wanted to be doing for yourself? Or had you not really you got to what? that point I've, yet? I've never, so I was never going to be a rocket scientist or a mathematician. I didn't do very well at school. I was more arty than, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm switched on, but I'm not academic. And I'd never really had one passion um, but the show obviously gave me a platform to work with amazing people and to help get them out there. And Instagram was still fairly new back then. And I was as thinking well. that because it was more in, Twitter when so I was this in the was show. Like 2010, are we talking? Oh, God. Yeah. Something like uh, that. So in just two, uh, 2017, she was born. Yeah. So if you said you'd done it for eight years by then. Yeah. So okay, 2009. Yeah. So it was so Twitter internet, and then it got into Instagram. Yeah. Well, the internet was actually really, yeah, as we know now, it's 2005 mm. when it started. Mm. But the sort of rise of things like influencers and this kind of stuff yeah. would really have been pretty much in tandem with when you started yeah, the show. Yeah, it was. Well, the only other show I can relate it to was Only Wears Essex. That right. Was the only two shows. And obviously that came from The Hills, you know, um, Orange County, the, I can't remember the other one in America. Yes, yeah. So that's where, they, that's where it all started. Mm. So, I mean, for me, I mean, my, my, my family... Called a massive family meeting when I was when I was um, asked to join the show. My brother was like, "She's not doing it. She can't be doing this. This is ridiculous. It's going to embarrass us." My mum was like, "Actually, she's going to be absolutely fine. She can do this." And she, she said, "Go ahead, enjoy it. You know, live your life." And I don't think I embarrassed them too much. Maybe myself a few times, but it was actually, do you know what? It was it was really good fun, and um, I loved it. And you know, since so I didn't really have a. I mean, I tried to have a job. I tried to pin down a job for a, as a receptionist, but I was an awful one. Um, terrible, terrible. And then, and then, and then I had, and eventually they said, listen, you've got to go because you can't keep filming and then doing this at the same time and right. late every morning. So I did try and keep my job for as long as possible, but didn't last. I got fired. And then um, I was just awful. And then... Um, and then obviously having India, like I said, it kind of this mummy community opened up. So I did, I started a company, which was kind of like... Um, kind of it was more a retreat based company where I'd met um you know trainers and sleep therapists etc etc oh is that my phone sorry and um and yeah that's how I've kind of started helping them get a profile and it was and I, I was learning so much as well and we used to have um these dinners in the evening where we'd kind of sit down with a, a psychotherapist and she'd be kind of explaining what happened to her she had severe massive anxiety and post depression and the thoughts that used to come into her intrusive thoughts that used to come into her head so she is now a psychotherapist and she became a psychotherapist because she was having she had post depression and she would be driving her car on a motorway and really vividly imagine just throwing the car at turning the the turning sorry turning the steering wheel into the barrier and just killing her and her family and her kids she just said it was horrific because obviously i love my kids but i just used to think oh, oh my god i could just lose control just like that and kill everyone and I actually spoke to another psychotherapist um, who had exactly the same, but she really didn't like her daughter as a baby. Mm. And she would just imagine, she said, oh, I could just kill her if I just drive into this part of, of, the, of the wall and she'd be dead. And she said, it's just, you can't explain it. You mm. know, because lo you love them, but it's just these 
sometimes it's just you know you you, you I mean, I, I don't have them like that. I, I have, I've had them where I have been driving the motorway. I thought, oh my God, if I just lost control of the car, mm. we'd all be dead. And that would really start me panicking and giving me into an anxiety attack. Yeah. Um, but these, these are women that have obviously studied it and they, and they say it's actually very normal to some, it's very common not to, yeah. to think that. Yeah, I think it is more common than we would probably understand because yeah. it's still, it's such a taboo to vocalise yes, that. Of course. Um, and it's not something that it can run alongside um, the maternal bond, mm. you know, the love you have for your kids, all the stuff that you should be feeling. But yeah, it, and I think for people that haven't experienced intrusive thoughts, it's not just a sort of a flicker of, oh, if I did that. I mean, it's sometimes I think everybody when they're first responsible for a child, and it doesn't even have to be your kid, if you're, mm. you know, babysitting, whatever, yeah. you're suddenly, you have those moments, don't you, where yeah. you're aware of the power you have. Yes, exactly. And, you know, even sometimes in social situations, you know, you'll think, you know, if someone gives you their like their new baby, you, and you think, it, yeah. I could, I could just, drop it, yeah. I could just drop this baby, and yeah. part of your brain kind of follows through a yeah. tiny, but it's not in a kind of I it's might not, do it. It's not a nasty. No, it's not you being nasty or horrible. No, it's, it's just like a sort of awareness. That's why it's called intrusive. Like, yeah. You don't want these thoughts, no. but they're happening. Yeah, and I think it's and it's obviously really scary. And people, and that's where I learned so much when I had my first company that. I had no idea about intrusive thoughts. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I've, mm. I've, I've, I've definitely been driving the motorway and thought, oh my God, I could just, I could, my hand could just slip and my wheel would go right into that barrier and oh my goodness, that would just be horrific. Yeah. Um, but I found it absolutely fascinating when she was talking and, and, and then you see, and also just even generally about, you know, life at home, husbands, you know, and we used to have women opening up about how, they really didn't like their husbands and how they've actually we had a couple of women burst into tears and walk around the field and be like right okay I've, I've got to make a decision now because actually everyone would be like yeah well that's really normal I feel like that as well and then and then some people would be like oh, I'm so glad you feel like that and other women would feel the opposite but like right I've actually got to get start get rid of him now and start afresh yeah. and so it was very it was really open and honest and I think and I, everyone used to come away from those retreats and just be like, you've actually changed my life. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have thought... Or they didn't realise they were suffering from postnatal depression, so they'd have a one-on-one -on -one session with our therapist after. Yeah. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something-year-old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess, you know, you've mentioned quite a lot sort of being open and honest and how it's obviously been a really good um, tool for you throughout your life. Yeah. Um, and it made me think about when you were very open about a miscarriage that you had yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe the, the whole thing about parenting and how it's shifting, because it's definitely changed a lot since I was first yeah. a mother. It's just, actually, we're just a lot better at encouraging those those difficult conversations. Yeah. Well, I ob- I mean, you know, I, I believe it's one in four women that do have a mis- suffer from miscarriages and it's actually, that's a lot, isn't mm. it? And... I remember my mum saying to me, we just never really talked about it. We never really knew about it because no one ever spoke about it. I didn't really understand that because, I mean, they say not to tell friends or family you're pregnant until you get the safe 12-week check, scan. But, I mean, Max and I felt we could talk about it when we had, you know, before the miscarriage, we were telling, you know, we a little bit soon but we were kind of saying people and getting and getting getting excited right. about it yeah. and then actually when we did have a miscarriage well, it was horrific we were obviously in bits but we said I'm really glad we did tell people because those people could talk to us and make us you know we could talk to them and yeah. they could cancel us a little bit and make us feel better yeah and if it had just been our little secret I mean it would have felt so lonely and yeah it would have been a bit yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been that nice. So, I think all this is very personal, but I totally get what you mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously, some people choose not to, and that's absolutely fine as well. But for us, we're, we're glad we did speak about yeah. it. And especially when I did put that post on Instagram, oh, my goodness, I still have people messaging me now saying, thank you so much. I've just had a miscarriage or, you know, today I've just started bleeding. And can thank you for sharing that you've had a baby and, that, you know, that you have got past that. And then you mm. never forget, but... You know, I've got Wolfie now, and here's my real yeah. rainbow baby, and 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 it's just I don't want people to feel like that's only happened. It's, ha- it's only happening to them, and they can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it's very easy to look into the world and just see lots of happy, oh, content people walking around with their buggies. I but... remember, I remember going because we it was our it was our third scan because I started bleeding, and obviously I I kind of felt mm, this isn't right. And we had a because so we got a private scan and and they said yeah everything's fine there's your heartbeat and then we're like yeah we went for lunch and celebrated you know had like a really lovely lunch and we're talking about names and then still bleeding and then we went for another scan it's a third scan and they just said I'm really sorry we haven't got a heartbeat anymore and obviously Max and I just looked at each other and we were supposed to we were we were going to go on holiday with my brother and his wife to Corfu the next day. And he said, we shouldn't go, we shouldn't go. I said, no, do you know what? I can't bear being in this house. And that, that night, um, I I went to the loo and, it, and we saw the little, I don't know what you call it, fetus, I guess. And we saw it. So I know it had, it had left my body. And I was like, right, I now, I now know that it's out. And we kind of held hands, we flushed the loo. And then obviously the, we started bleeding, the, the, the proper bleeding happened a few days later and the pain and I got given painkillers. So it was, it's a very traumatic experience. And I, and I think, you know, whoever has gone through it and I know that we, I was nine weeks, so it can obviously be a lot harder, the older, the longer it goes on. Um, but 
like I said, it's just talking about it. It mm. gets rid of that taboo subject. And I don't know why. I know it is very. It can be very personal, but for me, it, it didn't feel like it had to be a secret. I yeah. wanted it to kind of be able to. If, if I can help some person in some way, apparently I did a few people. So that's that yeah. made me that made me happy. Yeah, no, I think it helps people immeasurably. I mean, I think those conversations are really good to have out there because then other people realise that, you know, no one's immune from these things. It doesn't mean you've. No failed or you know done something wrong and also that it reminds people as well that the 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 way you see people online doesn't necessarily tell you the full picture and I think we all know that really don't we but sometimes it's good to have that emphasized honestly I I still go online and see things on Instagram and think oh yeah God, she's so lucky. So do I. And, so and it's Richard. so stupid. I'm like, yeah. oh, stop doing it. It's no, yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I, I try and be really careful not to do that. I try and really, like, you know, kind of make sure that I do give them the real date, the realness yeah. as much as I can anyway. Yeah. Because obviously there's a line because obviously it's, for me, Instagram's like my CV in a way. It's how I make yeah. my money and how. But actually, so like, you know, we all know the poses. You can look, you can look you know if you're feeling crap you can get yourself in a position where you look like you're skinny but actually that's why I like insta versus reality and I love those posts because actually I'm like okay cool she does look she does she she has got her tummy still or something like do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so it, it, I think it's really important that whoever has got a, a large following does do that because yeah. I'm I'm the sucker for it as well I'm like oh my god she just had a baby and she's she's wearing her skinny jeans again like I can't yeah. even fit in my any of my clothes yeah I agree and actually it's it's a nice way to sort of remember that how you would have felt. I think people can actually kind of lose touch with that but they, I don't think they always understand uh, the, the, you know who's seeing it and how yeah. it's affecting them yeah. so I think that kind of thing just where, keeps you in touch with that doesn't that's it that's where the mute button is really good on Instagram I think yes. if you just don't want to see something for, if you don't want to see someone for a few weeks mute them and then when you're feeling good again just unmute yeah doesn't they don't know they don't brilliant. know I know that's mm. good I've used that and the block button's <laughs> brilliant as well <laughs> I love the block button <laughs> I had this really lovely quote in a TV program yesterday from um, Walt Whitman saying, um, don't be judgmental, be curious. And I yeah. thought that's actually really lovely. And I'm wondering if there's a lot of about that that kind of leads you into a more happy life because you're constantly looking outside yourself and saying, well, that's interesting you say that about your experiences. Tell me a bit more about that and what would have helped you feel better and more empowered. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now you find yourself, you know, you're a businesswoman and actually... Didn't ever yeah. <laughs> was gonna happen yeah but that's really you know a lot of people that um didn't maybe didn't feel that academia was the place where they really flourished it's not really about that no it's not you know you don't have to talk to Richard Branson I think he's got is it four GCSEs or something like that yeah or O levels um see it's not really about that I think it's about kind of just wanting to push on and give yourself something yeah and I mean I know it's really in its infancy with Blast Life but do you already feel the kernel of that, that satisfaction of growing something new yeah absolutely and I think do you know what the amount of people that have messaged us and or dm me and saying this has really helped me thank you so much I mean being able to help a family because we're not focused on just mothers you know we're here for fathers yeah um, and the lgbtq carers, community exactly. as well which I think is really cool exactly so um anyone we just want to help you yeah. know and that I think even just you know we actually um do we do lives as well on instagram so if anyone doesn't know about us they can have a little you know we've got sleep consultants I think that's the biggest thing we ever get is the how really? do you get sleep. my baby to sleep please oh, help us it's such it? a big deal isn't it though isn't it? Well, it is that's very telling I mean you yeah. can't function when you haven't had good sleep that and the exercise I mean we have lots of people wanting to kind of get 
post, early postpartum their bodies back and, and they, you know, safely, because obviously I'm, mm. I've got a small prolapse, so I didn't have that with India. And so for me, I'm just like, where did I, where, where can I go and find a really good trainer that's going to help me get my mm. everything quite literally back together um <laughs> and yeah so we kind of we want to we want to be there for literally just every every aspect of parenting mm. and as such as we know it's just so broad even to lawyers you know and and financial advisors brilliant so you can literally get everything on in one place and they're not like it's not like google i, I hate google. oh my god i used to google it absolutely terrified me the answers you'd get back from, oh my goodness i know yeah yeah <laughs> but even even so you still kind of do it sometimes yeah, of and find you yourself do. on this oh, random forum you go down a, a dark of, hole of, yeah. oh, i'm going to die next week because <laughs> i've got this thing on my eye like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i remember when i was going away for work and i'm trying to remember which baby it was i think it was quite you know maybe like the third or the fourth i just can't believe you've got and, um, five. Oh my goodness <laughs> you know how do you look so good but that's firstly that's very kind secondly <laughs> i actually don't really remember how i got to this point in a way i know that sounds absolutely loopy but it's like they've just all sort of like appeared. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know well, they, they would have been individual, individual <laughs> stages. But like the other day, yesterday, in fact, we were all in the sitting room and then there's all five of them. They're all chatting away. And I'm like, how, how have I got into this? Yeah, how yeah. have I got into this this place? But um, yeah, that's one of the so, most... I love the fact you've got a big family. That's what I think I would love, ideally five. But that's yeah, quite fun. Yeah. But you have to be willing to embrace the chaos. And, and then the Christmas And I've seen the inside of your house. Your house is really beautiful I, and tidy. Is, this is it. I can't. How are you going to cope with that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm really scared about weaning already. Like, mm. what am I going to do with the carpet? I'm just going to have to get some. Yeah, because you've got like beige carpets, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've got a dog as well to help. Okay. Because I actually liked it. I think I saw, um, I think it was a Hello magazine. You were showing your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was all pristine and beautiful oh, and tranquil. And then. Max, your husband had had one chair just covered in clothes. Oh my god! I mean, I'm with Max. I, I, <laughs> that's me. I know. I, I've got a slight. And India's exactly the same. She is so tidy in her bedroom, and I'm just this OCD going around. But um, I, we've got Maria now, who's just saved my bacon. Honestly, she's like a gift from heaven. I love her. She's our. She does. She kind of. I said to Maria, "Don't don't tidy up his chair. Like leave it." She's like, "No." <laughs> He needs, he needs me to tidy up his chair. I thought, you're actually spoiling him. This is our housekeeper. She's brilliant. And she literally, I, I mean, if she ever left, I'd probably cry for mm. days and days. Like, I've, she's become such an integral part of the family. And um, she started when, when we just was about, well, about to have Wolfie. So that was my little present to kind of yeah. not stop me from going mad. Because I don't know about you if your husband does the same, but the clothes don't go anywhere near the bedroom. The socks and everything is in the stairs. Mm. And then the dishwasher never gets filled. It gets in the sink. Mm. The loo roll never gets put back on. So I think Maria was a bit of a saving, save, <laughs> saving grace, to be honest. Yeah, we've got into this funny situation where... Um, because during lockdown especially, uh, Richard and I, our roles became very, very pronounced. So he would be doing all the meal times actually, which was brilliant. Yeah. So cooking all the lunches, all the suppers. And I found myself on laundry duty pretty much exclusively. Uh, so that's kind of maintained. Can you do laundry? Um, so, you know what? One time he literally went in and went, I can't get the, the washing machine turned on. And he was pointing at the tumble dryer. So I, I think no. <laughs> something I would do. Yeah. So I, I will put his little folded pile of his little bits and bobs on the floor next to his wardrobe for him to put away. Oh dear. And we have quite an old cat. She's like 17. And apparently this is quite normal cats, but she's taken to like weeing like everywhere. Oh and she thinks that his clothes is like a litter tray. So the other day he was like, Rizzo keeps weeing on my clothes. And I was like, well, you know what the solution for that is. You know, put them put your, away. Put your clothes away. Quite right. <laughs> you had a word with the cat, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you had a word with exactly. the cat. <laughs> She's on your side. But um, 
Yeah, oh, that's taken me way off tangent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my poor geriatric cat. She's at home thinking, why are you talking about me? Oh, no, no, Leave me it. out of it. People don't need to know my business. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've, how did you find having your second? Did you find, I found like it was double the work. Did you find like it's double the work having two kids now? So... I think you've got a similar age gap from yeah. your first and to your second. You, your baby is still a very little baby. Yeah, he's only three months. Yeah. I think the he's age... down in one spot. He stays in one yes. spot. Yes, and he doesn't doesn't really <laughs> mind being left on his own. Like I could I can do something in the house when he's chilling in his little bouncy mm. chair playing. Um, whereas India was very much wanting attention constantly and would have to have the dummy in her mouth if she dropped out. I'd have to put it back in again. But he's mm. he's not taking the dummy. He's using his thumb, which means expensive dentist bills. I'm sure in a few years and probably no thumb left. Um, but he's been, uh, India has been so good with him. I think it's a really lovely age gap, four years, because yeah. she's not getting jealous. She's helping out. She loves she loves him so much. She's so sweet with him. And if anything, there's nothing, she hasn't changed personality other than just wanting to make sure I'm around a lot more. She, you know, she, she wants to obviously confirm that I'm. she's still my first. And, you know, so we, we, we I like to kind of have one-on-one time with her take her out to the park and Max has got Wolfie or vice versa he'll take you know the baby or whatever but he's been a very chilled baby actually so far so good mm. touching words I know it doesn't stay <laughs> sometimes you don't, you don't want to say anything in case yeah. it changes that it can day. lull you into a false sense of security exactly and I think mm. I'm being lulled but he's very sweet very chilled and mm. I feel like I've got um, a nice little routine going on India started school last week and this is her first week of her proper hours. So there's no longer a 12 o'clock pickup from nursery, which is really nice because yeah. you can't leave where I live <laughs> with all the bridges being closed. It takes an hour to leave where I live. So it's um, I'm looking forward to having a bit of a routine back for me as well. Yeah. So I'm really into my fitness. I really would love to kind of get that back on track and and have a bit more more time for me during the day. And then I can you know, get everything sorted for when she comes back from school. And also nice to have him, you know, one on one as well. And um, I mean, with the, with the business that you're setting up, I can see that it's obviously partly fuel because of what you felt you were looking for when you were a new mum. Yeah. But do you think there's also part of you that feels it's really nice to have something that's part of this new yeah. chapter of your life? Yeah. Because obviously Made in Chelsea probably feels like a different time now. Yeah, it does feel like time a now. It completely. I'm like, to be honest, it's amazing how it wasn't even, even that long, it's four years ago. Um, I'm very proud of Bloss and I love coming into the offices and it's just quite surreal still, I think, that this is all here. Mm. Um, And I think it's also really important for me to have that sense of worth as well. Like I'm glad I'm I'm giving something back and I can't give back. Like I said, I'm not an expert at anything other than being you know my a mother like that's I'm not an expert at that but you know what I mean that's all I know but being able to get something back that I can help we're helping not only are we helping families but we're also kind of giving the experts a bit of a profile push because you know a lot of experts don't know how to work technology and I, mean, I wouldn't know how to upload a video so we're kind of giving them an extra platform to be able to make money and get their names out there mm. Um, and we're only really early days and we've got a really lovely amount of experts, you know, and we've got lots of users. But I think, you know, I think back, you know, the whole Instagram thing, everyone wants the blue tick. Everyone wants to have all the following. But actually, the experts that are really good, they don't know about Instagram. They don't really. We're trying to give them a, a voice out there as well who mm. aren't tech savvy. And yeah. that's what I really liked about it, because we don't want to go for the blue ticks necessarily. We want to get the real amazing people in to kind of give them 
right here you go guys this is you've got every everyone on here from from all different everywhere do you know what i mean um and they're easy and they're so easily accessible yeah because you can do online consultations you can do one-on-one you know in-person appointments or you can just get free content we've got so much free content out there so you don't have to pay for anything you mm. just have to you know so we're hope we're just help we want to help everyone as much as we can yeah I can see that big yeah. community, big forum, yeah. solid advice. It's a solid, real advice, and nothing. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to kind of. It's just we want to be able to kind of give as much as we can yeah. for free as well. So free, you know, lots of content out there. Yeah, and it makes people feel less alone. And actually, I think you know that's. I think that's what's so brilliant actually about now in terms of being able to access information because that feeling we both had where we felt quite isolated, yeah. it can really reduce that feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, and while we've been talking, you sometimes put yourself down a little bit about your, <laughs> your abilities, but actually not everybody um, decides to set up businesses and push things forward and really, you know, work on something and get enthused. That's actually, you shouldn't, you know, underestimate yeah. how significant that I is. I think that's just been from, you know, I was never academic. Like I said, at school, I was always in the lowest class and, and the show was, I mean, you know, lots of people don't like reality TV because they think, well, who are you? Why have you got, why are you allowed to have these followers or or um you know and, and i and i always feel a bit guilty actually because you know you like yourself you've got a real amazing talent and i haven't got that talent but what i've learned over the years is you know especially max has been amazing because he's a business owner he's really pushed me to start thinking of myself more yeah you know, and like myself i like myself more because of him and um, he's the one that kind of got Steph and I together. He said, listen, you've got the creme de la creme of someone in tech. Like Steph started Uber and well, she, she helped market Uber in the UK. And Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great, it's a really great app. How does that work? <laughs> so, for, for, so Max is like, how are you guys not working together? You know, Binks, you've got the following and you've got the mummy audience and that trust you. And you're relatable and you've got, you know, your golden ticket, Steph, who's can, who can, together you can make something really special and amazing. And didn't we? We, we, had, we, had a, a, we had a bottle of champagne with her husband, the kids were all playing in the garden. And we kind of did loads of chatting back and forth trying to work out what it was. And Steph was like, there isn't anything else out, out here like this, out there like this. Mm. You know, how do you, where do you go to get all this stuff? Not just for, you know, mothers, but for fathers as well. Because the fathers get left out a little bit, really. Mm. Yeah, well, and, and I think, also should be encouraged to be part of the conversation as well. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, Max was like, I don't know what to do. Well, there's no NCT group for us. You know, yeah. we want to... Because no, Max was desperate to come to... I didn't do NCT the second time, but he really wanted to go to something for him to learn yeah. about what to, what to do. Um, and of course, you know, when you're actually in the situation, when you actually have the baby, you you just have to learn. You get, you're gonna, yeah, yeah. They learn like that, but... Well, plus, I suppose from your own experience, you, from your first baby, mm-hmm. you you very much raised India with two parents where they weren't, you know, working alongside each other, but not always in the same room. So yeah. you've already got that other person yeah. in your daughter's life that yeah. can use that resource as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. you've got a very close hand, yeah. you know, evidence of how significant dads need, you know, all the role they're playing. Yeah. Um, no, I think all oh, that's really brilliant. And I think Max sounds amazing. And I love the fact you said he really made me like myself. And yeah. I, I wondered, you know, with going through something like Made in Chelsea, if it made you feel that extra drive of like, you know what, you don't necessarily underestimate me here. There is actually quite a lot more to me than that. I think I was portrayed, well, I say portrayed, it was real life. I 
I was I never got involved in any of the fights or the bitchiness or the kind of you know I didn't want to get involved in that I I was more the kind of counselor in the show because <laughs> I had been cancelled cancelled when I was younger you know I had a you know I had a lovely upbringing but when my parents divorced and I moved schools I was really badly bullied at one of my schools and I had to go I think that and my mother and father breaking up and everything kind of came tumbling down we lost our beautiful house and my father lost his job so it was a very it was a big transition and it was just a really horrible time so was that in your teenage years then? yeah it was and I found it really really difficult and my mother and I have always been so close I mean I slept in her bed every night when I was growing well for, for a few years it, we were just very close and she and I had to go to counseling and I think because of that I think that's really shaped me as the person I am well, I sound so cliche but it has done you know no, I don't I, think it's cliche you know, our experiences shape yeah, us don't they and I think that that kind of came through on the show so if anyone was going through a breakup or if anyone was upset with a friendship group like I kind of stayed out of the drama I was like more the kind of the listener and the kind of advice giver and that's and that but also at the same time as the dopey one the silly one because I you know I mean I would turn, the show would say right guys we're having a pajama party this weekend so make sure you get your and I turned up in some disgusting Primark pajamas like baggy pajamas and of course all the other girls turned up in lingerie and like looking stunning and the agent provocateur oh I was like well, for oh. the record I know which one I'd rather be <laughs> yes, but on camera carry the Primark pajamas <laughs> definitely for <laughs> the prime Arnie. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I was supposed to do. Like try and look sexy, not like no. But do you know what? It was just it was just where and I think that's what, you know, a bit dopey, wore my heart on my sleeve, but I was always a bit of like the joker. And that's stuck with me. But then obviously having India, I, I honestly it's just made me grow up so quickly. Mm. And like I said to you earlier, I really do. Um, I am the happiest I think I've ever been now. Literally, I love where I, I love our little family and our little setup. And, you know, and having this and, and we're in our offices now. And it's, you know, it's, it's just so cool. Mm. It's very cool because well, it's very near where it, I live. I know, I know. It's perfect. <laughs> the epicenter of the world. <laughs> no, but I think that's lovely. And I think, you know, um, I don't think your experiences as a teenager are at all cliche, actually. I think going through a really big thing of losing your family home and your dad losing his job is a really big deal. And actually, I also don't think it's something to be underestimated that relatability is something that, you know, is, is something you can say as a positive about yourself because there'll be a lot of people who would come through a similar um, way of being introduced to the general public and that would not be the outcome mm. because surely the whole thing of the program and you know full disclosure this is not something I, I watch that's why I'm yeah. not able to yeah, and yeah. you said I probably embarrassed myself that's yeah. I'm yeah. not like thinking no, 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 my no. silence yeah, is yeah. not like yeah. <laughs> agreement God, I just, really I just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say about that episode uh, <laughs> season four um, but no I think I think that's a really that's due to the voice that you use you know when you're speaking to people and you're you know the thing I said before the curiosity but you know, also looking outside of yourself. And when you have had a massive, um, everything go wrong, firstly, mm. it shows you the significance of, you know, so long as everybody in your life is happy and well in themselves, then you can kind of get through these big deals. But also, there's, it's, you know, that's everything shifting and changing yeah. and then having to rebuild up. Yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned your mum a few times. Do you think that she, you're a similar mum to your mum? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my mum is she's really my best friend I speak to her every day and she I mean she's always taught me to talk about everything like I told her when I had sex I mean she would always try and encourage me to talk about everything which also sometimes got a bit weird but I mean <laughs> I, get, I get it now yeah and I really hope that India and Wolfie have the same relationship with me where they can mm. talk to me about anything yeah um 
and I know you, they, some people say, oh, you shouldn't you know, be your child's best friend, you should be a mother, but I think that's a bit rough. I think you can do, as long as they've got respect for you, and I, have, I had a lot of respect for mummy growing up, you know, mm. if I was naughty, her eyes would t- turn cold blue, and I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble now. Like, I would be terrified. Her eyes she, weren't normally a different colour. No, 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 but like, that, you know how your <laughs> eyes... rounder, cold. No, she had, she just, but her eyes, um, it looked like she'd changed colour. They, they were, they were <laughs> cold and scary, and I was like, that oh, my terrifying. God. Oh, yeah, I, I was, I deserved it a few times. I was a bit pesky. Mm. Um, but she, yeah, so she's, she's been like my rock and she's been my biggest support and, and God, yeah, if I, if I have the same relationship with my kids that I have with her, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's I think really I do. Lovely. I think India, I mean, I tell, I don't know how much I tell India I love her. I tell her a hundred times a day I love her and I, you know, I always give her affection, so much, so many cuddles and I was so mm. cuddly as well growing up and we're both Gemini's. We're absolute nightmares, you know. Max has got, so me, so it goes, it goes India's birthdays on the 12th of June. No, Wolfie's on the 4th, India's the 12th and I'm the 14th of June. Oh, really? So poor Max wow. has got eight different personalities in one, in one house. Um, so he, he jokes saying he's going to send us away every year for our birthdays. But <laughs> just until the 15th. Just until, yeah, just until the, until the, yeah, the 15th. Um, but yeah, so, and, and so mum's, mum's got MS now, so she can't really kind of walk anymore and it's got quite bad quite quickly. Um, but little things like, you know, she's she tries really hard to get on her scooter. We've, we've shown her the right path to come mm. from where she lives to, over to us. And yeah, and I think she's just, I think that's the thing when you're getting older, she just, she just wants to speak. She loves the grandkids more than me, I think, actually. <laughs> she said that that's the best, having grandkids. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about her MS. It's, it's, it's been going on for 30 years and they just, they um, thought it was fibromyalgia or something. Oh, okay. But it's not, it was MS and so she's got bad, really quick, deteriorated quite quickly, mm. which is such a, it's, it's horrible, but I mean, mentally, she's still 18 yeah. and wants to go to Maggie's nightclub and drink loads of, you know, fish bowls. <laughs> so it's real, it's really hard for her, but... I've got some, so we're getting married in Corfu next next year and um, I've just said to the, some of the boys who are going to have to pick her up and, you know, place her in different places because it's, or that or a donkey because mm. she just can't get around. <laughs> <laughs> I vote donkey. Yeah, that me too, good. actually. Quite jokes. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose, you know, it, it's, um, the, the things you're doing now are actually how I got introduced to you. So you, you've already started doing that, you know, but, leap from the Made in Chelsea thing is not actually how I first heard about you okay. it was through what you're doing now so yeah. that's how exciting is that yeah, like a whole a whole that. new chapter I'm much happier about that as well oh that's nice yeah I like that yeah I think yeah I mean Made in Chelsea definitely wasn't for everyone and it was it was just a bit of fun and and I yeah and I think it was um I learned I had, I had a lot of great experience on it but I'm much I'm happy I've finished it now. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't that. miss it at all. Well, I don't even watch it. Actually. It doesn't sound like something that's meant to be a life you live forever and ever. No. And I think, you know, if you've got the instinct to manage to come out of it feeling like you can still have your head held high, then that's actually the... Mm. You've got to have somewhere in that, you yeah. know, that feeling of like, this This is just going to stick on this path. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I bet that there's people that kind of, I don't know, might overshare or act in a certain yes. way and then they come out of it and think, oh, I don't know how I get that genie back in the bottle now no, really. exactly or it can really you know I, a lot of a lot of people um gets quite you know severe anxiety after it because it's quite an intrusive yeah. show i mean it was you know I, I can't ever you know bad mouth it because it, it's it's given me a lot i wouldn't be here today as mm. in you know having blossomed everything without it but it was a very hard show to be on because you i mean i suffer from i suffered from anxiety because you're being watched the whole time and you and you if you had been cheated on 
you wouldn't find out until you were on camera because everyone oh would have goodness. to keep things a secret from you. So I oh remember. my goodness. So it was actually pretty horrific. I can't even really imagine what that must feel like. Pretty rank. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, but that's, you know, good entertainment. It's good viewing, isn't it? So they could, it's not. Obviously, it's, it's, it's what people wanted to see. It's, mm. you know, it's, but being the actual subject was quite hardcore. Well, it must be such a unique position to find yourself in. I mean, the only thing I can really relate it to is when I did Strictly. Yeah. Because then there's this whole sort of curse of Strictly thing. Oh, yeah. And as soon, I didn't really know much about all that. And then, you know, you sign up to the programme and then suddenly be out there having a drink with your friends and they'll be like, oh, Richard, are you worried she's going to run off with a dancer? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's all kind of like quite funny and entertainment until it's like actually you and yeah. your actual partner. Yeah, and, of course. Um, yeah, I think... Um, did, you, did, you, did you have anxiety or not? I, like you, have a mum that I speak to pretty much oh, every day really? and is, provi you know, the provider of counsel for all things. And <laughs> yeah. when it first started, I was saying, oh, you know, I, I hope I haven't bitten off more than I can chew with this. And she said, look, just go with the flow of it because for the rest of your life, it's just going to be a nice thing you did once. Yeah. So just, you know, do the things that feel right to you. Don't feel, because the show would like to try and push certain things and make right. you behave in a way that oh, maybe really? you didn't feel comfortable. Not in a nasty way, yeah. but, you know, if you're doing, I don't know, like, a sexy dance and I'd be like come on but like I'd like my my granny in the audience you know I'm just like that's not really where where I want to take this um granny can't be watching me do this a sexy salsa. no exactly <laughs> do like an elaborate lean back and like, oh, hi grandpa <laughs> I just didn't really feel that that was what I wanted to walk away from it but that was only you know three or four months tops not oh eight years like you <laughs> but that's intense though filming with that is intense I, I've, I've been told it's you know every single day training getting up first thing in the morning and yeah it is but it, it's also you know the learning to dance is lovely oh, well, that's what I, I can really recommend jealous. that I'd love that yeah <laughs> I think I'm a fantastic dancer after a few picantes I have to say <laughs> So I my 80s music go to Maggie's I don't know if you've been to Maggie's on the King's Road on the Fulham Road oh, I haven't like, actually do you, love, do you love 80s music of course yeah oh, you, should, you should go <laughs> maybe maybe give it a while and now we've got Covid going on but <laughs> I don't think I fancy stepping foot in a club for a long time to be honest like uh, a proper sweaty I know one, yeah. it does feel a bit weird I've been doing festivals and it's like everybody's but that's back outside that's, that's yeah. nice I was also in Heaven nightclub on Saturday night where oh. <laughs> Okay. Which is probably painting a different picture of myself. <laughs> it's, not, it's not somewhere I you know, usually end up at 1am on How a Saturday night. How much fun night. though? Well, I loved thing. it because during the lockdown, I had filmed a video where I went around lots of video, uh, clubs and venues in London. I went from a teeny tiny one in Soho called the Sam Moritz Club yeah. all the way to the O2. And obviously all of them were shut. Yeah. So all we were doing in the video was just having someone who was there just to turn the lights on and seeing all these places empty where yeah. there's normally so much industry and so many people working just felt really sad. Yeah. So being back in the club and being able to sing and see everybody dance actually yeah. felt lovely. Yeah. So it was actually really nice. Oh, well, can you let me know next time you do that? I'd love to go. <laughs> sure, I'd love sure. to go. <laughs> I'll try and get him to mix us up something akin to a picante at the bar. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so what's, what do you think is next for you then, Binky? Where are you headed? Oh, God, no, I don't know. Are you not really that kind of planner? I think I'm just going to get through the next few weeks first. I think, I don't know. I think um, there's always things in the pipeline. I, mean, I, I love investing in companies that I really believe in. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I mean, again, Max is kind of, really helping me. I think because he's just a very he's he's very good at kind of pushing me to kind of really think outside the box a lot more and just have more confidence to do that kind of thing and 
Um, so we've got a we've got a, a few little projects coming up. Obviously, my my own. Um, I've got lots of jobs coming up with my own manager, but for what I'd really love to do is Max and I are looking to get a little place in the country just for like a little escape because I, my mum sadly sold her place in the country and I'm a country girl at heart really. I've always imagined having an arga and ducks and chickens running in that the kitchen and my kids just playing in the you know in the garden and that's how I was brought up really country and um, very very darling buzz of me. Oh, I'm not a very good cook like ma'am. But um, anyway, so I think that's I think kind of family wise, I'd love to be able to have a little escape for my kids to kind of just because apparently boys are a lot more hardcore when they when they can start walking. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I've only got boys, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think when they get toddling, it's a quite hardcore. So mm. I'd like just to kind of get a little place in the country for them yeah. to run around. I think kids make sense in open spaces. Yeah, they exactly. Really like yeah, it. and yeah. I need to start making my house a little less tidy and uh, yeah, pristine. Yeah. I realise I haven't asked you if you always wanted to be a mum. Is it something you always thought? Yes. yes. Yeah always wanted to be a mum I absolutely love kids yeah yeah I didn't realize it'd be so soon but I'm obviously very grateful yeah that happened well sometimes if you wait for the right time that takes a long I just time think to present itself things happen for a reason right and yeah. I think that India was the best thing that could have ever happened to me oh that's lovely well here's to her and Wolfie's been like amazing oh, he's asleep yeah well done Steph that's very <laughs> impressive Brilliant and to Max he sounds like he's really been a perfect person in your life yeah. at the right time yeah and i'd like to finally say saying your name out loud is a really nice thing to be able to say like binky faster is a lovely name to say it's quite it's quite melodic so my real name is actually alexandra <laughs> i know but this. i've done my research <laughs> i've had but... a few um a few ducks and chickens and, and bunnies named after me though which is great <laughs> <laughs> the binky side the, yeah, yeah. the binky one <laughs> Actually, no, I've had a child named Binky as well, apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh, a real Binky. A real Binky. On, on their uh, driver's license and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you That's so cute. much, no, though, thank for you. chatting to me. It's thank been really you. lovely meeting and you. It's, yeah, mixed blessing with your sleeping bubbles. I was kind of hoping for a cuddle, but it's fine. Well, you can wait Next time. <laughs> exactly. Take him to heaven one night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that was Binky and baby um, Wolfie in the background who was incredibly quiet. I really thought there was going to be more noise from the bubba, but no, he's quiet. Oh, talking of noise from bubbas, I can hear my children about to ring the doorbell. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much to Richard for being my editor. Love you, darling. Thank you very much for Claire Jones for being the most amazing producer. Ella May for doing the amazing artwork. I'm going to love you and leave you. I know, I know. All right, sorry. Don't say frickin'. Um, anyway, lots of love. See you next week. Who am I going to talk to you next week? Oh, next week is Joe Tuchner-Sharp, who is the founder of Scamp and Dude, which uh, is the clothing um, brand for, bit, for kids and adults. I'm a bit distracted while well, my child goes straight onto Fortnite. Hi, I'll help you in a minute. Um, no, I, I think I did it. All right, Ray, well done. Um, but you're going to hear about how the business came out of a near-death experience. So join me for that one. See you soon. Lots of love. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 